0: Hello and welcome to the Goona Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Royal Reaction Series. Join you every morning at 8am UK time, keeping you up to date with everything going on in the world of Arsenal. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining me um we are going to be going through of course plenty of arsenal news apologies going to be a slightly shorter show than it is usually i've got a mental morning today and uh yeah it's it's busy busy it's very busy indeed but we're still going to get through plenty of stuff plus some of your questions too so if you haven't done so already please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show good morning to matt to tony to Cole. To Peter, good morning, guys. Uh, good morning to Shrim Ralbed. Uh, good morning to Dave. Good morning to Ozzy, Uh Paul, and Kaiser, and Ian, and Steve. Good morning, guys. Temi Blackshine and Albrecht. Good morning. Hope you are all doing good. Hope you are all doing well, and uh, everybody else, of course, joining us that I can't uh, go through saying morning, everybody. Um, but good morning to you all. And uh, yeah, I hope you're having a fantastic week. Without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories. We begin with a report from David Ornstein that Chelsea owner Todd Bowley has invited all of the uh, Premier League executives to... To a dinner, uh, a very weird story indeed, but uh, of course, brand new to the Premier League. After buying Chelsea from Roman Abramovich, the new Chelsea owner has organised this informal event um, to try and, I suppose, build up relationships between the clubs, and uh, it's been pretty well received. We can't give you any info on who from Arsenal is going or if anyone is going from Arsenal, because there are some people that are unable to make this uh, this meeting, this dinner but uh, it seems that Todd Bowley is trying to generate a positive environment within the clubs in the Premier League with him being a brand new element to it. And uh, yeah, uh, an interesting one. What I would say is I'm still laughing at Chelsea's inability to complete a lot of their deals this summer. They're going for Rafinha and Kunda, and you know I think they're in for de Jong at one point as well. There's a lot more, I think, too, that I'm even forgetting, but uh, it is rather is rather interesting, um, and uh, we'll, I'll look forward to waiting and see what the fallout from this informal dinner uh, is in the coming days and weeks. Now, Pablo Marie, as we talked about yesterday, has been linked strongly with a move to Fenerbahce. That deal looks to be progressing at this stage. It looks to be a loan where they will cover the full €5 million euro salary of Pablo Marie. There has been some conflicting reports about the potential of an obligation to buy being included, I can't tell you whether or not that's true. There's been a lot of kind of mixed up translations of the reports coming out from Turkey on this from the way I've interpreted it. And so don't take this as gospel, but it seems to be a loan where the 5 million euro salary is what will be covered by Fenerbahce. No loan fee has yet been mentioned or any specific mention of an option being included. That might change. And if it does, if there is any clarification on that, of course, we will bring it to you as soon as feasibly possible. Now, William Saliba's agent has been spotted in London once again. That man does love uh, his Instagram stories. Uh, And for instance, seeing William Saliba and his agent in London when he, of course, returned sparked quite a lot of discussion around whether a new contract were being signed. We saw videographers. We saw his agent in the signing room and his agent being in London again is always going to spark off more potential rumours over that new contract. There was a report by Freddie Paxton that, of course, we reported on here that a a supposed agreement's already been made before the US Tour, and that has led to an agreement over the contract. This would be quite uh, quite the coup, I think, for Mikel Arteta, considering all the doubts around him and his relationship with William Saliba about the treatment, of William Saliba to go and manage to secure a brand new extension before he's even played a competitive fixture for Arsenal is quite the the achievement, I think, considering everything that's happened. I think definitely we've overstated a lot of the issues that have gone on between Saliba and the club. Interviews, of course, have not helped, and a lack of clarity from the club has also not helped. But I think also hyperbole from the fan base has also not helped this situation. It seems to be certainly... Very much a positive situation for Saliba and Arsenal. And we look forward to getting some clarification on his future and his future at the club, specifically in the coming days and weeks. Now, Bern Leno is edging towards a move to Fulham. Uh, An exclusive report by Sandine of The Telegraph yesterday reported that an 8 million fee is what is being discussed. Now, it needs to be uh, certainly highlighted that we don't know if this is an 8 million fee including all add-ons, whether this is an $8 million foundation fee with add-ons yet to be included and bonuses yet to be included. But $8 million is the figure that's being discussed. Now, I have left a poll in this morning's chat box for you guys to have an answer to. Uh, is $8 million fee for Leno a fair price with the circumstance of the sale, considering the fact he's got a year left on his deal? The interest in him has not been widespread. You know, we've heard of Hertha Berlin. We've heard of, obviously, Fulham. But beyond that, there's not been too much interest. There is a pressure on Arsenal to try and make players move on this summer as well. Appearances uh, didn't play too many games, of course, last season, and other factors as well. Is that 8 million fee a fair price in the circumstances? Only 40% of you so far have said yes, 60% of you so far have said no make sure if you do vote on that poll that you leave a like on the video and if you're watching on catch up let us know down below what your thoughts are because you won't be able to vote of course during the live show so do let us know your thoughts in the comments section below as well for me i was hoping to get at least around 10 million pounds that could still be possible with the addition of add-ons uh, and there were reports that Arsenal had rejected a £10 million bid. I mean, this is very much going to go down that same classic funny route. Remember that Kieran Gibbs story where we rejected a higher fee then accepted something lower? In reality, the Kieran Gibbs situation never went that way. Um, it, it was a misreporting, I think, of a of an earlier bid, and then we accepted a, a price contextually lower than that incorrect earlier bid. But in, in regard to what we see now, with uh with Burn Leno. He effectively is cancelling out what we've invested in Matt Turner, which if you consider the fact that Matt Turner's coming in to compete with Ramsdale, coming in to be our number two, but also be, you know, a player that competes with Ramsdale and Leno wants to move on. The fact that we've managed to do that with no extra cost to the club is probably a positive move um for the for Arsenal. So in that regard, I think it's a fair bit of business going anything lower than eight million. I do think. Uh, would certainly have been a bit of a strange one, but eight million. I think, considering all the circumstances, and we just need to get some sales out the door at this stage, and the window ticking down. I'm not too. I'm not going to cry over two million. Let's say that I'm not going to cry over that amount of money not being got for the goalkeeper. Now, Cody Gakpo. Looking at players that could potentially join the club, reports continue to come out from the Netherlands that Arsenal have a serious interest in the player. Although the figures that are surrounding him certainly have increased. There's an expectation that he would have to be allowed to play the two uh, Champions League qualifiers that PSV have, I believe, against Monaco uh, on the 2nd and 9th of August. So Arsenal wouldn't actually be able to get hold of the player until after the 9th of August, which would be after the first Premier League game of the season, of course. Um, and also that there is an expectation that the figure could be above now 40 million euros, which you are looking at around 35-ish million pounds to get Cody Gakpo into the team. There is an expectation that Arsenal will make signings before the end of the summer. Arsenal certainly want to get players through the door, but Gakpo is emerging as one of those clear wide forwards. Fabrizio Romano, as we know, reported that there is a mysterious winger that Arsenal have a big interest in trying to get done before the window closes. And with the amount of time that is remaining and the amount of players that still need to be sold, they certainly scope for Arsenal to bring players in before the window is done. The positive for Arsenal is they got a lot of their primary business done before the season begun and Arsenal getting a lot of early business done is a nice change, I think, that we've all appreciated this summer indeed. Moving on, and Artemello does not, as I've mentioned before, look like he's moving to Arsenal, but there is a new story with him that is linked to Valencia. Valencia, according to Fabrizio Romano, are one of those teams looking to try and get hold of Artur. Juventus want to move on a number of their players in their squad so that they can move for other potential targets this window, quite similar to Arsenal, in fact. So Arsenal certainly aren't the only big, big side that do need to move players on before they can bring more players in. And certainly Artemelo um, is a player that has been linked to Arsenal. And if he moves on, probably will end all those rumours that Arsenal have been linked to him over the past 18 months or so now our final story is on Yuri Telemans and again we go towards and reference Mr Romano uh, for a report that came out this morning from him he says the Yuri Telemans deal stalling as Leicester chairman Ayawat Shraddha Prabha has said uh, it's nothing there has been there haven't been any offers yet there hasn't been anything concrete or a proposition yet Uh, when asked about both rumours about Man United and indeed Arsenal. This isn't anything specifically new information. We knew that Arsenal had not yet bid for the player, but there is kind of a growing expectation that if Arsenal are able to move on the likes of Lucas Torreira, if we're able to move on the likes of of uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, that that would open up space in the squad to move therefore for Tillemans. There are some reports saying that we'd have to be more of a bigger or high-profile departure from midfield. I'm not necessarily as sold on that, but I am kind of expecting at this stage to see... um exits happen in the next few weeks, in the next month, that will hopefully enable Arsenal to move for some of their other targets. It's clear the interest from Arsenal is there. It's clear that the player is very open to moving to Arsenal and has already agreed those personal terms with the club. That's not an issue. It's now about whether or not Arsenal can move on players before the end of the the summer window and then get players into the team. It's not a case of going, it's a no-brainer. He's only 20, 30 million pounds. You can't just keep adding unless you do move players on because you will get your club into a position where the squad is bloated and you've brought too many players in you're overpaying wages for players that you aren't even paying and that's not a situation that we want to be in again like we was before and we had to leave players out of the squad and that created rifts and problems in the dressing room we don't want that so it is important and a priority that we're able to move players on before we bring players in not because we need the money but because we need to make sure that we move and thin this squad. That said, I say that we don't need the money. We are spending a hell of money and we need to make sure that we are getting some uh, incomings from that and it is going to be important to balance that. And that completes all of today's stories. Uh, We're going to jump to you guys in the chat box for the last 10 minutes of the show and tackle some of your questions. So if you indeed do have any that you would like to ask in the next nine-ish minutes or so that we have left of today's show, then do get them into the chat box now. Okay then, uh, let's go to Aya who says, why do people think Tillemans will replace Xhaka when he predominantly plays on the right side of midfield? Because he can play on either side, That is the simple answer to your question. Uh, He can quite comfortably play on the left, has played on the left-hand side for Belgium, for the national team. And when he plays for Leicester, they have quite a fluid midfield as well and can shift over to that left-hand side without too much problem. So that's why uh, there is an expectation that he would probably replace Yaka, And also that Arteta likes to play with the inverted central midfielders when he can do. You think about Martin Odegaard being left foot and playing on the right, that obviously lends itself. He's often played at Sambi Lukonga at times in that left-hand side role as well. So we've seen times where we've got that inverted centre center midfielder in an attacking sense used in the field. And I think that he would probably prefer to do something similar with Yuri Tillemans. Was he to come into the team? Uh, Ardi says, can Tillemans cover for Partey? The honest answer is no. You can't expect Tielemans to put in the performances of a level of Thomas Partey in the defensive midfield position he's not a defensive midfielder so whilst he has got defensive characteristics in his game putting him at the number six and expecting him to be the sole player wow. in that role would be a little bit naive and probably leave us quite vulnerable especially on the counter-attack when he is inevitably caught further up the pitch um, Darren says what's the more important the Florida Cup or the Emirates Cup I don't have an answer for you, Darren, because neither are as important as one another. I suppose if you want to go into the real fine details, winning that final game before the first game of the season is more important. But you could also argue that getting a win over Chelsea was massive in terms of confidence. So it's a tricky one. But I just focus on making sure that we get that first game of the Premier League season one. Um... Let's go to doing the down. It says, you speak very well, Tom, except when you say when he was. It's when we were. I love the show, though. That's a dialect thing. I know it's incorrect English, but you come down to Medway and you'll see everyone saying was instead of were. I know it's wrong, and I used to teach you it was wrong, but to still say it because it's just from where I'm from and it's what we say. Um, Paul says, Tom, can Gakpo play on the right wing and centrally as well as the left wing? He can play centrally and has done not played too many minutes at all on the right, which is why I'm a little bit confused as to why he looks to be one of the key candidates for a wide position this summer, because that right-hand side looked to be one of the main areas that we would sign a player in a wide position. He hasn't played too many minutes at all. It's not to say out and out he can't play there, and I think it would be wrong to say he cannot, but he is not adept to playing on that right-hand side, and as the majority of his games have been on the left, and then secondary to that have been playing more centrally for PSV um tulip says player agrees terms before club talks sometimes but does they get tempted uh for new personal terms or after a while if the deal is delayed like in Yuri's case yes absolutely you know players agree terms with clubs all the time without bids ever being made some clubs especially in the case of arsenal much prefer to get personal terms sorted or at least get a feeling from the player that they would be very open to the move we had that with uh with zinchenko We got personal terms to a level, certainly agreed to the fact that we knew that he would be open to coming to Arsenal. We then agreed a fee with Manchester City and finalised all of those personal terms with Zinchenko. Gabriel Jesus was exactly the same. Finalised personal terms with the player after we've made the bid. But a lot of the personal terms work was done before we made any offer towards Uh, Manchester City there was lots of work around seven months seven eight months that went into the Gabriel Jesus deal that's sometimes how long it can take to get those massive preps done now you have to remember that when you first hear about certain names reported in the media it doesn't mean that the process to try and sign that player started the day that you heard the report Arsenal do a lot of groundwork for hundreds of players all the time consistently to try and get you know feels out for how open there would be a move to arsenal what their current situation is speaking with agents getting a feel for the potential move of the player that happens all the time under the radar without any reporting and so don't expect just because a player is coming up in the media for the first time that work has not been done behind the scenes months in advance of us actually finally hearing about those players um, Jacob says hi Tom what does Fabrizio mean when he says Tillman's deal stalling there's no bid from any club what he means I think is about the potential exit Tillemans is very open to leaving Leicester as we know so a deal to take him out of Leicester is stalling because there is no interest not a no interest sorry there is no offers being made for Tielemans that's why it is stalling because no offer has yet been made so the the exit is what's stalling because of of no current offers uh, you gang says Tom what's your opinion on Noah Lang link I don't think there's too much in it I'd be shocked if Arsenal went for Noah Lang I just don't think attitude characteristics lead into what Arteta is looking for if I'm wrong I hope he succeeds but I wouldn't say I'm his biggest fan at all uh mohammed says do you think we will spend big again i mean we're already spending big we've already spent over 110 ish million quid i think something like that we've spent easily over 110 i think this summer there's potential for arsenal to add one maybe two more players this summer transfer window that could take our spending up to something similar like last summer we'll if you're referencing will we spend big on one player like a pepe style player I'm not sure that we will. I don't think Arsenal will go up to that kind of figure for a couple more summers. I think Arsenal are rebalancing the squad. We had a really good conversation yesterday with Raj and FK and and uh, and Harry Simeu, and Harry brought up the point about the average price tag for the players we've signed across the last two summers. It's something like 20 to 30 million pounds, which is not marquee money for players if you think about it. But it's because Arsenal have been rebalancing the squad so that they get to the stage where they only have to make one or two signings a summer. You think about Liverpool. They aren't making massive amounts of signings every summer. They're adding one or two. They're adding Jota and Thiago. They're adding Nunez. They're, you know, they're adding just one or two big players. They're adding Diaz in January. One or two big players a year um, to add to what they've got. They will have to, at some point, make some more drastic changes because their team is aging. You know, Salah, Van Dijk, Milner, Henderson, Thiago. You know, these are players all, if not in in their late 20s, if not already in their 30s. They are going to have to make a decision on some of those players and certainly have to make a decision to be more proactive in the market to replace them. But for Arsenal, we're in a fortunate position now where we've rebalanced the squad, certainly in terms of age. We need to now add that quality so that next summer, we only have to add, say, two or three players to the team. There shouldn't be an expectation that Arsenal adds six, seven players every summer. If you're adding six, seven players every summer, you must have been making mistakes in the past. That's why we have been adding six or seven players to the summer in the last two three seasons because we've made mistakes in the transom window going back years and years and years we need to address that and that's what we've done people may think that we need to go and spend even more on big big players but we need to rebalance things get quality throughout the side and then you can be in a position to add real world-class talent and especially when getting back into the Champions League that helps massively with that as well um let's go to walks as fabian while why are we no longer linked think he would be a great addition not sure why we're no longer linked because i agree i think he would be a very very good player and he's available for a very reasonable figure of around 20 25 million pounds um i think clearly arsenal have priorities i also think that tillemans being the priority i think we can all assume by now is reliant on arsenal moving players on so why would we see more links with other central midfielders when we've not yet moved players on uh, Hovik says, Tom, my grandma is one who got me into Arsenal and she's currently hospital a few days left. Uh, keep her in your prayers. Hovic, I'm so sorry that you're going through that, mate. And uh, my thoughts are indeed very much with you and your family during this really trying time. Stay strong, my friends. And I know that the TGT family will certainly be supporting you as much as they feasibly can from where they are. Um, Matty, Tom the Goat says, uh, just on the topic of the fitness of the lads, why do you think the left centre-back position is not being addressed? There's no competition for Gabriel. Um, Again, I'm always tempted to be like, chill, don't be like, not being addressed. We ultimately don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. I also think the fact that Pablo Marie being here still means that you're unlikely to see movement on that. I also would say that we have cover. You have Saliba, you have Tomiyasu. Both can play there in a back three. You could argue that Tinney could play there. So there is an orthodox cover. But I agree and have highlighted on the show that if we are going to move on Marie, I think a left footed centre back is still something we need to consider bringing in between now and the end of the window. Uh, Manu says, Beereth or Balogun, who will have a better loan? I think Beereth might score 15 goals in a very poor side. I think Beereth is going to get quite a few goals, Manu, as you say. I still don't necessarily see a future for Biareth or Balogun in the long term. I just think that the way that Arsenal are going with the signings of the likes of Jesus, it's going to be very difficult to see them getting regular game time in the next three, four years. That might mean that they move on, and that's part and parcel of what a football team is. But at least with the situation that we have in regards to um, Balogun, we've signed him up to a long-term contract. So if we do move him on, we should get a very decent figure for him, which was very, very important indeed. Uh, Rathavari says, Do you think roughly 270 million we have spent in the last two seasons has been well spent in general? Yes, it's absolutely been well spent. It's rebalanced things. It's got us into a position last summer or last season where we were just excruciatingly close to finishing in the top four. So, yes, I do think it's been well spent. And I think it's continuing to be well spent. When you consider it, when you compare it to what we spent before and what we spent it on, it's night and day. Absolutely night and day. Uh, I said it was going to be a slightly shorter show this morning, and I am going to stick to that because I've got a hell of a big day today and uh, plenty to do in prep this morning as well. Uh, The boys will be live over on the Arsenal Way today, so make sure you go and check that show out. Uh, Link, as always, is in the description. Please do drop a like on the video before you go. It really, really, really helps out the channel. And let's have a quick check on our poll this morning as well. Uh, An 8 million fee for Leno, a fair price with the circumstances of the sale. 44% of you have said yes, 56% of you have said no. It's very, very split in that poll indeed. So uh, thank you for voting. Thank you for getting involved with the channel. As always, I'll be back. Not later tonight, I'm afraid. Uh, we've had to slightly rearrange the show with Dan Potts because he's uh, Mr. Double Booking himself, and uh, I've got a busy day anyway. But I will be back, of course, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to keep you up to date with everything that's going on. If anything changes, if we get linked to any more players, we will make sure to let you know. Have a fantastic Tuesday. I know that I will. Uh, I will see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.